only did you not fire Fauci, who is loathed by many, many, millions of Republicans in particular, but also some Democrats. By the way. You made him a star. You made him a star. This is the criticism of you, that you made him the face of the White House coronavirus task You think so? That he was at every presser, that he was running herd for the administration on COVID, and that you actually gave him a presidential commendation before you left office. Wouldn't you like a do-over on that? Uh, I don't know who gave him the commendation. I really don't know who gave him the comedy. Hey, what's up, folks? So Megyn Kelly gave a pretty solid interview to President Trump and pushed back on a lot of the stuff his supporters care about. I also got the robes and the leather and the rubber and all of the different things, the ventilators. Mm -hmm. We did a tremendous job giving Dr. Fauci an award, a presidential commendation, vaccine injuries, and much more. There are Democrats that say, why aren't you talking about that? It's one of the, they really believe strongly. One said, you say, and this is very smart people. They said, you saved a hundred million people worldwide uh, in 1917, you know, they- We're gonna listen to and react to some clips and include Ron DeSantis's response in which he calls Trump pathetic for pretending like he doesn't know about the presidential commendation he gave Fauci. And, and he said like, what was that? Was that the immaculate commendation that just happened to happen? It said Donald Trump awards Fauci this commendation. So I thought it was really pathetic to, to sit there and listen to that drivel. Hopefully you enjoyed the show, folks. Dream Rare podcast starts now. It's the Dream Rare Podcast, welcome to the show. The way to get the news at the desk or on the road. Let's go. God is great and success in our control. The world is crazy, but we get better from obstacles. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's episode of the Dream Rare Podcast. I have a bunch of clips I want to play, so I have to stay focused. I hope you stay tuned, and I'll read some comments at the end. But the story of the day is Megyn Kelly really gave Trump a pretty decent, pretty solid interview asking him the questions a lot of people were wondering about lockdowns and Fauci and why he keeps doubling down on certain narratives. And I found it interesting enough to talk about. So the first clip I'm going to play is a clip of her saying that, and I'll show you this right here. Just for those on Trump's last day of office, he didn't pardon the January 6th prisoners. He gave an award, a presidential accommodation award to General Mark Milley, who everybody doesn't like now or whatever, Secretary Alex Azar, who was the pharmacy lobbyist executive Trump hired to run HHS, Jared Kushner, Monkeith Slowey, who ran Operation Warp Speed, he was the pharma guy Trump did, uh, brought in, and then Dr. Burks and Dr. Fauci. So on Trump's last day of office, he gave an award to Dr. Anthony Fauci, and Megyn Kelly asked him about it, and Trump said he didn't know about it, that someone else must have gave it to him. And then Ron DeSantis responded and called it pathetic. So I'm just going to play those two clips. Then I'm going to give you my opinion. Here it is. You started saying, well, he's a civil servant, so I yeah. couldn't technically. The truth is, though, not only did you not fire Fauci, who is loathed by many, many millions yeah. of Republicans in particular, but also some Democrats. By the way. You yeah. made him a star. You made him a star. This is the criticism of you that you made him the face of the White House coronavirus task you think force, so? that he was at every presser, that he was running herd for the administration on COVID, and that you actually gave him a presidential commendation before you left office. Wouldn't you like a do-over on that? Uh, I don't know who gave him the commendation. I really don't know who gave him the commendation. Well, presidential I commendation, one went I know, out to Mark Somebody Miller, probably handed him a commendation. He probably, but let me just tell you about Fauci. And, and he said, like, what was that? Was that the immaculate commendation that just happened to happen? It said Donald Trump awards Fauci this commendation. So I thought it was really pathetic to, to sit there and listen to that drivel. Um, it is it is totally false. And you know what? 
people in your business, and I know you've you've spoken out. There's a people in your business who have their own shows. They know all that's false too. Uh, we'll see how many of them are willing to step up to the plate and call a spade a spade. So pretty interesting stuff. Megyn Kelly finally asked Trump about why did you give uh, Fauci a presidential commendation award on the last day of office? And then Trump says, ah, I don't I didn't do it. And then Ron DeSantis responds and says, B.S., you did it. Of course you did. Stop lying about it. I think there's one of two things at play, and I don't know which one's worse. Let me know in the comment section. I'll read some at the end. Either Trump is lying, which is highly probable, and he did give that presidential commendation to Fauci. That's very plausible. He calls himself the father of the vaccine. He brags about it. He's super proud about it quite often. Um, it's very plausible that he did do that and gave everybody involved in President uh, Operation Warp Speed a presidential commendation. Or he's telling the truth and he didn't give uh, Fauci an award. And then someone else is running his administration and he's just a puppet or a pawn who doesn't actually use his own pen. I don't know which one's more frightening, the fact that Trump keeps gaslighting his audience and lying to them, or if he's really not in charge of his own administration and they're doing things on his executive behalf with his name on it that he's, he's signing off on that he's not actually doing. I think both are equally frightening. So I don't know that him not knowing who did that is a, is a good thing. Like that means that someone else is puppeting his administration and he's just a Biden weekend at Bernie figurehead. Um, you know, let me know what you guys think. Here's an interesting part because I think this really shows into the mind of Trump. And it's like, I've saw this for years. I know some people will be bothered by it, but the guy is like, I don't know. He just reminds me of like a circus clown at this point. And it's just bizarre to me that he cares more about what his Democrat friends say than he does his own base like his reasoning for saying that the vaccine saved 100 million lives it's not true trump's lying he's pathologically lying it didn't save 100 million lives everybody knows that no one else says that not even leftists say that because no one believes that but trump tells megan kelly his democrat friend told him that and i guess if a democrat friend of yours says your vaccine saved 100 million lives it's good to just keep going around repeating it because that's what democrat friends are for right I mean, it's wild to me that people have slept on this stuff for so long, but here it is, his explanation for why he keeps saying that. Because a lot of people- You're proud of it. No, I'm not proud of it. I'm saying what Democrats think. Democrats- you, I get it. I mean, and I'm not, and I'm I'm not, not somebody I'm who not, denies some of the good yeah, that the vaccines yeah. did. I, I lived through that too. But yeah. of course, a lot of people have been vaccine injured. And that's one of the questions. Those people are mad that they were rushed through and that they can't sue. Well, I never gave mandates, and people have to make up their own, you know, make their own decision, as far as I'm concerned. Now, some places had mandates, very strong mandates, uh, largely Democrat governors and probably some Republicans, et cetera, et cetera. But there are Democrats that say, why aren't you talking about that? It's one of the, they really believe strongly. One said, you say, and this is very smart people, they said, you saved 100 million people worldwide uh, in 1970. So Democrats told Trump that his vaccine saved 100 million lives and Democrats are really smart people and Democrats keep coming to Trump telling him how great his vaccine is. And, you know, if a Democrat tells you something, I mean, why doesn't he I don't get it. Why doesn't he run as a Democrat then? He's so concerned with what his Democrat friends are saying. Also, your Democrat friends call you racist. Also, your Democrat friends think that we should implode our economy because of climate change. Also, some of your Democrat friends thought lockdowns were good for years. So is this the president? This is our leader, is a guy who 
will believe his Democrat friends more than he believes his own support base. That's his excuse for saying the vaccine saved 100 million lives is that someone he knows that's a really smart Democrat came to him and said stuff. It's it's just bizarre that he keeps doubling down on it. But I understand why he does it, because there's no consequences for Trump. If DeSantis did that or Mitt Romney did that or even Candace Owens did that or, you know, anybody of that ilk like did something like that, everyone would be like, no, I disagree with that. But if Trump does it, people will be like, well, maybe it's a magical theory that he went from Pluto in a Nikola Tesla time machine to save the world from a lockdown. And so there's really no political consequence for Trump. He can lie. He can become a Democrat. He can, you know, push socialist policies as long as he says he's not. It's very bizarre. But anyway, I want to play this other clip real quick. And this is Trump doubling down on ventilators. I would think that 90 something percent of his base thinks that the ventilators were a bad idea, but not to Trump. His vaccine saved 100 million lives and he's just crushing with ventilators and robes. And he did such a good job. You know, it could have been as much as 100. It ended the First World War because all the soldiers were dying of of this horrible disease of 1917. You know, it actually ended the First World War. The soldiers were dying. They were on the lines. They're fighting and they're dying of this horrible disease. They said, you might have saved 100 million people, 50 million people. Why aren't you talking about it? I said, I'm not talking about it. But what I did do is I got something done for that specific thing. I also got Regeneron and I got a lot of therapeutics done, which were great. I also got the robes and the leather and the rubber and all of the different things, the ventilators. Mm We did a tremendous job and it's never. I got the robes and the ventilators and we saved a billion trillion gazillion lives with my vaccine because my Democrat buddy told me that I saved a trillion bazillion bajillion lives. Oh, we're crushing MAGA, aren't we? Yeah, (laughs) it's like, all right, bro. So your Democrat friend told you that you saved 100 million lives. So you believe it and you you crushed with the leather and the robes and the ventilator. Yeah, man, socialism sucks unless you do it for big pharma and Democrats, then it's dope. I have a few more clips I want to play, guys. I got one of him talking about him giving the governors the decision to stay open, um, him just lashing out at uh, DeSantis, saying that DeSantis locked down too. I'm going to play those clips, but real quick, this episode, very rare. You guys know I'm super picky with this. It's sponsored by American Hartford Gold, and I appreciate anybody that's willing to work with me. So just take a watch of this, and then we'll get back to it. When it comes to buying gold and silver, I trust and appreciate American Hartford Gold for many reasons. First, I'm grateful that they're willing to do a deal with me. Also, they've delivered almost $2 billion in gold and silver. They have thousands of satisfied clients. They have thousands of five-star reviews. They're one of the only firms to offer a no-fee buyback commitment. They have a low price guarantee. If you find a lower price, they'll beat it and give you a free coin. Free shipping, free insurance, tax-free transaction, full service team with guidance throughout the life of your account. And to me, it's pretty simple. Gold is gold, silver is silver. If you've ever wanted to buy it and not been sure how to, or not known which company you could trust, American Heart for Gold is the place to start. Call 844-399-2448 or text DREAM to 65532. That's D-R-E-A-M, text DREAM to 65532. Or just check out the link in the description. American Heart for Gold, a great way to buy gold or silver and diversify your finances.
that's what it is folks check it out links in the bio the text and everything i mean i'm very picky i turn down most sponsorships gold is gold silver is silver if you've never known how to purchase a lot and a large amount if you're interested in that check the link i trust them and you should look at it appreciate you guys thanks for watching that and considering and thank you everybody who clicks on it and gives it consideration all right i want to get back to trump talking about the governors uh locking down and some of them staying open because I do actually believe that he's telling the truth here, but I'll show you. Hold on one second. Fauci was very important in the Biden administration, much less important. If you know, he didn't want to stop China. He wanted to let everyone come in from China. I stopped it. I overrode it. I overrode many of the things he did. He was much less important to me. Now, with that all being said, he's been there for years. He was respected. He lost a lot of the respect because of COVID, but he was respected. And on COVID, if you know what I did, I let the governors run their states and many of the governors uh, opened up. So Trump says he let the governors run their states and keep their states open. To be honest, I actually agree with him. I'm not just going to play contrarian, but I do. Here's one thing I do want to point out. And this is an official Trump tweet from 4-13-2020. He tweeted this. I just want to read it real quick for you guys. He said, for the purpose of creating conflict and confusion, some in the fake news media are saying that it's the governor's decision to open up the states, not that of the president of the United States and the federal government. Let it be fully understood that this is incorrect. It is the decision of the president and for many good reasons. So he said the opposite in 2020. I'm, I think, to be honest, in this tweet, I believe that Trump's lying. You know, he lies often and people don't ever call him out. But, you know, I do think that he allowed governors to stay open, but that's not what he said on Twitter during the lockdown, he wanted credit for the lockdowns. He wanted to be known he was the quarterback. And he said, listen, the fake news media is going to go out there and say it's the governor's decision to lock down. Let it be understood that that's incorrect. It's my decision and it's the federal government's decision to lock down. That's a Trump tweet. He said that. I'm not saying he's telling the truth there. I think he did allow for some flexibility, but you know, he's kind of just being a politician now playing both sides of the aisle. Speaking of which, when we did need a quarterback, this is just accurate history, and we needed the leader of our party to push against lockdown measures after 15 days to slow the spread, it was Christy Noem and it was people like Governor Kemp that turned the corner earlier, and President Trump was agreeing with Fauci and disagreeing with Governor Kemp. He thought that he should listen to the Fauci-Trump guidelines, and here's historical proof that that is what happened. I told the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, that I disagree strongly with his decision to open certain facilities which are in violation of the phase one guidelines i would advise him not to just turn the switch on and go would i do that no i'd keep him a little longer i want to protect people's lives and i went to deborah and dr fauci and other people and they weren't thrilled about it i think it's too soon and i don't want this thing to flare up because you're deciding to do something that is not in the guidelines there is a danger of a rebound they can wait a little bit longer just a little bit if you ask me am i happy about it i'm not happy about it safety has to predominate and i'm not happy about brian kemp there are some that want to open up almost now if we disagree with it we're not going to let them open but i didn't like to see spas at this early stage nor did the doctors going ahead and leapfrogging into phases where you should not be, I would advise him as a health official and as a physician not to do that. Told him, I told I remember in April and May, I was tired of being locked down. I didn't believe all the rhetoric. I'd studied the data. I've done videos about it. So I remember I wanted to go to Georgia to vacation because once Governor Kemp said, I'm going to open up my state earlier than Trump wants to, 
I was like, oh, sweet. I, I should go to, I was literally looking at flights and hotels in Savannah. I was telling my family, I want to go to Georgia. They're like, oh, don't go. I'm like, I, I got to get out of here. I'm tired of sitting around. You know, I don't, I don't believe in, in a lot of this stuff. So I remember accurately that Governor Kemp was one of the first states to open against Trump's guidelines after Trump said 15 days to slow the spread. He extended his guidelines. He pushed his guidelines. And then Governor Kemp said, nah, I'm not going to listen to him. We're going to open up spas and tattoo shops and pretty much all these businesses that Trump's trying to say are phase two or whatever the stupid commie, you know, it's like this communist thing where it's like, you're not essential, you're phase three. It's just straight, you can call it fascism, communism, totalitarianism, authoritarianism. I don't really give a crap what you call it as long as you know it's wrong. That's what Trump was like playing. He's like, oh, I'm going to let you open, but not now. Just wait a little longer. And the longer you wait, the more people's lives get ruined. So Governor Kemp, he was one of the first ones to be like, you know what? I'm going to open up. And Trump did say not to open up. And Trump shamed Sweden for opening up. And, you know, now I think he's trying to play both sides of it. Like, oh, I, I let them do it. It's like, yeah, but you were the quarterback of the team and you were not leading well. You know, you didn't do the best job, but I understand it's difficult. Um, here's a little back and forth between Megyn Kelly and Trump. Him kind of criticizing Ron Sanctimonious, as he calls him saying that Ron DeSantis closed down for a long time. Uh, but I wasn't, I was not a big fan of Fauci. If you look at Ron DeSanctimonious, he was, this guy said the greatest things. I can give you articles that well, Fauci's great. He's wonderful. We love him. We don't do anything without Fauci. This went on for months. But he didn't listen to Fauci. Uh, he did 100%. Look. He shut down Florida I will for a give month. you, he shut down Florida. For a month. Oh, he shut it down for a lot of long. He shut down the beaches. He shut down the roads. He shut down a hospital. He was shutting down everything. He also had long lines of people getting the jab, as he called it. Let's all go get the jab. The guy tried to change history in Florida. Now, eventually Florida was open, but a lot of these other governors didn't shut down at all. South Dakota didn't shut down. McMaster, South Carolina, didn't shut down. I mean, I'm not saying that he's wrong in the sense that, you know, DeSantis never locked down at all or never did anything. I think he did uh, for a little bit, but this is kind of politics. I mean, I don't know what people think, but the left blames the right. The right blames the left. Trump blames DeSantis. DeSantis says this, and it's this constant game of nobody taking accountability where the truth is like, you know, I think I respect certain people and I'm not going to say I trust DeSantis because I don't, but he has admitted that he dragged his feet for too long. And he says that, you know, Trump was calling all the governors saying to stay locked down and listen to him. And he's like, in hindsight, I really do regret doing that for that long. If I would have known what I knew now, I wouldn't do it. I'm not saying that justifies everything, but I respect somebody that could look back at it and be like, you know what, I'm going to take accountability and I, I didn't do what I should have done. But Trump doesn't really do that. He's just like, oh, everybody locked down. I did this. I did that. You know, everybody loved Fauci. It's like, dude, DeSantis was clearly railing against Fauci way earlier than Trump. DeSantis was leading the charge against mandates way earlier than Trump. Trump was running around overselling the vaccine. He still does it. He still sits there and says his vaccine saved 100 million lives. Meanwhile, DeSantis hired Joseph Latipo, 
who was who's a surgeon general who's not compromised uh, by big pharma like all the people Trump hired for Surgeon General HHS FDA. So there's actually progress being made in Florida, and the Surgeon General is actually disagreeing with the CDC because he's a real one. So it's like Trump doesn't take accountability; he just constantly tries to act like everyone did exactly what he did, which is not true. I mean, people did make mistakes, people did lock down for too long. But certain people turned a corner at a certain point, and it seems like Trump has never turned a corner. He's never admitted. He's never apologized. He just constantly blames somebody else and tries to act like everyone else is doing it. I mean, right now, Trump is sitting there. What is it? September 2023. And he's saying his vaccine saved 100 million lives. It's insane. Ben Shapiro doesn't say that. And Ben Shapiro loves a little pharmaceutical stuff. You know, his wife's a doctor or whatever. God bless Shapiro. I'm just saying he's not Mr. Like uh, critical of big pharma. And even, even Shapiro admits it's not what he thought it was. Every single Republican influencer admits it's not what they thought it was. Fox News admits that. Newsmax admits it. Megyn Kelly knows it. Everybody knows it. But Trump is still going to sit there and say it saved 100 million lives because his Democrat friend told him that. So he believes his Democrat friend. Why don't you ask your Democrat friend what they think about the border? Are you going to change your whole policy on, on the border because your Democrat friend told you? It's like, I, I, it's just crazy to me that so many people have overlooked this for so long. And I think that, uh, I don't know, I, I think it's going to be an interesting election to say the least. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but my personal opinion, I'm going to read a few comments before I take off. I think it's mostly WWE circus at this point. I know people don't want to believe that because it's fun to like believe in a character and think they really care so much about you. But I've come to the conclusion there's certain industries, there's certain organizations, there's certain groups, there's certain people that they don't even care who the president wins, like Big Pharma, for example. Look at, I'm going to do a whole video on this in, in a second. Biden hired a pharmaceutical a guy who was doing consulting for pharmaceutical for HHS or FDA. I have to look into it again. I, I, I get it mixed up. And Trump hired pharmaceutical people for those positions. So Big Pharma doesn't really care who wins because if Trump's in office, they still get an $18 billion operation warp speed. And when Biden's in office, it, it's like, two wings of the same bird. You know, you flap to the right for four years. And as soon as that shtick gets old, you flap to the left for four years. And I kind of see it that way. I think that, uh, you know, in many ways, Trump is like one of the most interesting and funny characters we've ever had. And in many ways, I, I still believe that he's probably the realest president we've ever had. The, the truth that Trump told from 2015 to 2019 was truth I'd never heard said in politics. I still believe that Trump was the most honest politician we've ever had. And I still think that might be the case. With that being said, 2018 Trump and 2023 Trump is like night and day. The guy's like a broken pharma record now. He just repeats the same five phrases on loop like a politician. And he's not who he was in 2017, at least to me. So I appreciate him for who he was. But I think actions speak louder than words. And what's sad to me now is that I think that Trump played the role of a guy who was going to do a lot of stuff. And he wasn't that guy. To me, it just seems like an act. Like he's just good at bullshitting. You know, he's a good talker. He's good at saying like, Georgia, Georgia, you're so I love you, you know, and like, but when push comes to shove on certain topics, it's like, I, I don't, I don't see it. I mean, if it's him versus Biden, I'll probably vote for Trump over Biden. But the more I listen to him talk, the less I want to show up to that voting booth because the guy is just like, to me, it's like embarrassing. I'm, I'm embarrassed that 
like that's our party is a guy sitting there saying the vaccine saved a hundred million lives because my Democrat friend told me to. That's the best leadership we could get when we got all these podcasts and all these patriots and all these freedom fighters and all these people that stood against the tyranny and speak the truth and talk about the VAERS reporting. We have all millions of people that are just great people that are working really hard. And our representative is going to be a liberal billionaire from New York who gave Hillary Clinton a standing ovation, hired the swamp pretends like he's not even in charge of his own administration, that he gave an award to Fauci, but he doesn't know who did it. And his vaccine saved 100 million lives because a Democrat friend told him that. And that's who people want to choose at the age of almost 80 years old. I mean, it's crazy. And I think that's uh, personally how the parties work. It's like they always compare it to the other side where it's like, if you're a left winger, like, do you want to vote for Joe Biden? No, of course I don't want to vote for Joe Biden. He looks like he could croak any second. The guy's like falling asleep in, in press conferences. Like, why would I vote for Joe Biden? Well, do you want your abortions? Well, if you want abortion, you vote for Joe Biden. If you want climate change laws, you vote for Joe Biden. If you if you hate Donald Trump, you vote for Joe Biden. If you're afraid of Republicans, you vote for Joe Biden. And then on the right, they do the same sort of thing where it's like, oh, what do you want to vote for Joe Biden? Of course not. I mean, I would vote for Trump just off the fact that he'll probably pick a better attorney general. I think Merrick Garland is a disaster. And I, you know, I don't, I'm not a big fan of like how the country's like where it's heading. So I'll probably still vote for Trump, to be honest, if I have to, if he's the nominee. With that being said, though, like that's what the Republicans do. Oh, let's not talk about our side because look at the other side. I mean, what do you want, Joe? It's like, dude, they're both almost 80 years old. They're both compromised by big pharma. Trump was there in 2020 when the lockdown started. He admits pretty much no fault. He literally doubles down on, on ventilators and fake stats. He doesn't actually have any principled stance when it comes to COVID. When he likes DeSantis, DeSantis is like saving the country and he's so great and, and, and people aren't dying. And then when DeSantis runs against him, then all of a sudden he uses a Democrat CNN narrative and says, oh, Cuomo killed less people than DeSantis. And he really didn't do that good. Like Trump is not a principled person in my analysis. He's just somebody that will say and do anything for himself. I think he's incredibly selfish. I don't think he cares about his supporters at all. He'll repeat false narratives about his vaccine because a Democrat friend told him to, but he doesn't hear the millions of his supporters who disagree with that. He doesn't care. And the truth is Trump doesn't need to care. He knows he has like, uh, you know, he knows he has power over his base. He knows he could crap in his hand and throw it in your face. And you would say it's chocolate rain from a QAnon Nikola Tesla time machine. Like Trump, I'm not mad at Trump. If you don't, if, if his support base is subservient and completely spineless, then Trump acts accordingly. He's an alpha. He doesn't need to respect a group of people that doesn't even respect themselves. So, you know, if you don't believe anything, if you don't have principled stances on anything and you will cave and make excuses for idols that you worship, then you deserve the country that you're going to get. That's my opinion. I don't think he needs to shift. I don't think he needs to stop lying. I don't think he needs to stop listening to his Democrat friends. I don't think what he does matters because he knows he's going to get enough Republicans to win the nominee. So he doesn't have the same standards that uh, leftists or I, or I would say that other Republicans have. And to me personally, I mean, maybe this doesn't bother other people, but the double standards always bothered me about left wingers. It's like they have double standards for the law. They have double standards for you. They have double standards for race. They have double standards for religion. They have double standards for their And the double standards were kind of what made me wake up to the reality of what politics really was. And it's what made me think the Republicans were a legitimate party before I came to the conclusion that they're a controlled opposition just there to lose party and, and fundraise off it. But long story short, 
I hated the double standards because I'm a very fair person. I'm like, why are you lying about all this stuff? The left's lying about all this stuff. But now you go to the right and it's filled with double standards. Now it's just double standards for Trump. If Mitt Romney does this, it's a career ender. But if Donald Trump says it, now I have to make an excuse for something I don't even believe to try to figure out, like, you guys have lost your mind over this guy. If Trump says the vaccine saved 100 million lives and Bill Gates says the vaccine saved 100 million lives, which he's not because he's not even as fake as Trump on that topic, and Fauci says it, if you believe that the vaccine saved 100 million lives, then say it. But if you know that that's not true, like everybody does, including Bill Gates and Fauci, which is why they don't even say it, you know, then say what you believe. But if you want to like twist and turn what you actually believe to justify your idol worship of, of a politician, then we are exactly what we claim to hate for so many years. We have double standards. There's, you know, a lot of influencers now will say, well, Vivek pushed the vaccine for two years and that makes him a shill. And it's like, sure, okay, okay. But Trump also pushed the vaccine for two years. Well, it's different when he does it. Why? Well, because I go on his, you know, because uh, I get to go on his helicopter and I, you know, and that economy suits my needs. So I don't want to criticize that. You know, it's like, so uh, the double standards are really annoying. And, uh, you know, I talk about this often on my show, but I believe that politics is a business transaction. And I'm going to try to say this as nicely as I can. You know, in politics, you have the pharmaceutical industry, you have foreign nations, you have domestic lobbyists, you have all sorts of pressure from all sorts of ways. The media is acting insane on everybody. And to a lot of people, whether it's Biden or Trump or Vivek or any of these people, whatever, DeSantis, it's like a bit, it's like, okay, I got to do this and this and this, and I got to please 50 different people at once. And it's not even possible to please everyone at once. So you as a voter, you have to understand we as a base or whatever you want to call us, we have the power of our vote and our support. They're spending billions of dollars to try to get our vote, to change our mind, to get us to rally or you know show up in an event. It's a multi-billion, if not trillion dollar industry to change your mind. Then it, you, they can decide what clothes you wear, what podcasts you listen to, who you vote for. And they're spending money, both sides of politics, to try to convince you, Trump and DeSantis. They're all spending money to try to convince you. That's the only power that you have. So all I'm gonna say, if you don't respect yourself and if our base doesn't respect ourselves to call out Trump the same way we call out DeSantis or call out DeSantis the same way we call out Mitt Romney and we don't draw a fine line, these politicians don't have to respect us and they're going to side with the swamp and the pharmaceutical industry and other lobbyists because they they actually draw a line. If we don't draw a line, we're like a pushover. It's like I could spit in their face and these people would still vote for me. That's not a good look. The idol worship of Trump has gone too far. Vote for him if you want, support him if you want. But this idea, like if DeSantis said that, his career would be over. If Candace Owens said what Trump said in that interview, her career would be over. If DC Drano said it, he'd be called a shill. His career would be over. Anybody who does what Trump has done over the last couple of years and shilling the vaccine and ventilators, you know, they would be questioned highly and and their, you know, what side they were on would be would be challenged. But when Trump does it, it's like everybody just gets on their knees and rolls over. And he knows that. So he feels no sort of, he doesn't need to do anything. He doesn't need to change. He doesn't need to listen to you. He doesn't need to respect you. He doesn't need to consider your opinion. That's why when you watch these interviews, like Trump, you, you're like an afterthought to Donald Trump. Like He's like talking about his Democrat friends. He's like, my Democrat friend told me this. My Democrat friend told me that. Cool. That's all. Run, run as a Democrat then. Hang out with the Democrats. I'm not saying you can't have Democrat friends, but if a Democrat friend tells you your vaccine saved 100 million lives, but everything else is telling you the opposite, like that's how you make your decisions. 
And the more you listen to Trump, the more you realize who he pretends to be on the stage and how he leads are like uh, night and day. And I'm not trying to hate on the guy as a person. I'm just saying in general, when you listen to him call Chris Christie fat, this was like the wake up call for me because it's like, ha ha, he's calling Chris Christie fat. Wow. It's like, a, you know, kindergarten again. We're making fun of kids on the playground. I mean, Chris Christie is pretty large, though. I mean, that's just like scientifically true. But long story short, it's it, it's the same circus script from 2015. You can look at 2016 and 2015 and the same jokes Trump's making now he made in 2015 and 2016. Why is that relevant? Because Chris Christie said that Trump tried to hire him for chief of staff and Trump admitted himself in an interview that he listened to Chris Christie to hire Christopher Ray. Christopher Ray, I believe, worked with Chris Christie and Trump said that that was a Chris Christie recommendation and that's why he chose uh, uh, the FBI director. So it's like, to the base, Trump's a circus clown. He's fat. Ha ha ha. When the curtains close, he runs to Chris Christie, listens to Chris Christie, tries to hire Chris Christie, works with Chris Christie. And this is a pattern you're going to find over and over and over again. And I hate to say it, but when people realize what's really happening, the joke is going to be on you because you've been following like a WWE clown theater that doesn't match up to reality. And all you have to do is use your logic to be like, okay, well, it's funny to make fun of Chris Christie, but at the same time, Trump already did that in 2015 and 2016, and then he tried to hire him after that and listen to his advice. So that means when there's a joke being made, that's what it is. It's just a joke. It's a joke for the, for the audience to make it feel like he's doing something, but behind closed doors, he's doing the same things as all the politicians are doing, and he has no motivation to really do otherwise because his base doesn't care. You know, they don't, they don't want to challenge him. They basically just want to softball him and, and play this game of like, everyone you hire isn't your fault. You know, it's like, if you hire 99% of the swamp, it's not your fault. If someone else puppets your administration, it's not your fault. If you lie about the vaccine, it's not your fault. You know how many influencers will call the vaccine the Fauci vaccine because they don't like it? The Fauci vaccine, the Fauci. And Trump's begging for credit. He's like, please give me credit. It's my vaccine. I rushed Fauci. I rushed the FDA. I did it. It's mine. He's like begging for credit. And literally in order to support him, you have to like close your eyes and close your ears and be like, I'm just going to say it's someone else. And Trump's like, no, no, it's me. And give me credit. And they're like, I can't give you credit because I don't like it. And I can't live in reality. So I just have to pretend that everything that you do is someone else doing it. It's like, it's a, I call it a cosplay movement at this point because it really is a cosplay movement. It's not like, it's not a logical movement anymore. It's like, a, let's just dress up and hang out and play make-believe and whatever you want to think, we'll just pretend like it's true. And then we'll ignore reality. And it's just like, we'll all dress up and hang out. It's like, okay, then go to Comic-Con. Like, why are you doing this with Republican politics? I'm not saying that DeSantis is your hero or anything. It's just like the idol worship of Donald Trump has allowed him to, to become this character where it's like, that's what people think is going to crush the left. A guy who listens to his Democrat buddies for everything. A guy who listens to Chris Christie and then calls him fat and then listens to him and then calls him fat and then hires his FBI director for him and then calls. Him. It's like it's it's such obvious theater. It's like a soap opera that's on season 15 where it's so 
it's so obviously fake at this point, but people don't want to believe it's fake because it makes them scared. Like, you know, the, the left wants to believe that Trump's like a villain. So if they ever think that Trump's not a villain, their whole reality shattered. So they have to just keep doubling down on this lie that Donald Trump is like a Marvel character coming from a different dimension to hurt all of them and take away their abortions, you know? So they just play into this character of Trump. And the second you try to shatter the left's reality of who Trump is, they like can't do it. They're like, no, I, my whole life revolves around hating them. And it's like, that's not healthy. That's it, it, that's not how politics works. He's not that bad. And then you go to the right and it's the exact opposite. It's like it's like an idol worship. They think he's a Marvel hero who's going to save everything. So if you point out objective reality of things that he did that aren't that, they don't want to even like admit it's true. It's like, well, uh, uh, and it's like, all right, well, so here we are. You know, welcome to the show. Just watch a bunch of clown theater and uh have fun and you know put your hope and faith into these people that don't give a crap about you and then blame the other side when nothing gets done even when they have the house the senate and the presidency because with their executive power they're not pardoning you or helping you they're giving money to big pharma and giving awards to fauci and then they'll sit on megan kelly's show and act like they don't know who did it it's like okay then who's in control of your presidency then if you didn't do it you know that's the that's the real question people are wondering um Someone said, why didn't Trump pardon Julian Assange? It's a risky thing to do, but Trump doesn't care. Like he cares about Julian Assange about as much as he can use him. And as soon as he uses Julian Assange to get to president, he pretends like he doesn't know who he is. That's just what you do. You know, WikiLeaks, 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 you get an office. Who? Wait, what's WikiLeaks again? I forget. I don't care. You know, that's like that's certain people are, are have certain personalities and do certain stuff. But to me. You know, the people who still believe in Trump like he's some sort of superhero, it's It's like as crazy as thinking Biden's a superhero. Like, I, I, I think it's equally as embarrassing. It's just a little bit different. And honestly, I don't even think that many people think Biden's a hero. They just vote for him because they hate the other side or something. But, you know, that's I, I'm sorry that sorry to ruin some people's day or something, but that's kind of how I see it. I've seen it this way for years. And the more that people ignore it, the, the sloppier and more obvious it's going to get. And people are going to figure it out one day or another. And if they don't, it's all good. I mean, you know, you can go, you can vote, you can hang out, you can play, you know, you could dress up and, you know, it's, it is what it is. I'm going to keep trying to do my job and, and do things that I think are crucial and important. And maybe one day I'm going to end on this note. Maybe one day, the left and the right can stop being so like crazy. And then we can look at it and be like, okay, there's certain industries that they don't care who wins the presidency. There's certain, you know, there's certain uh, companies and, and I would say industries like uh, the pharmaceutical industry, they don't care that you won the 2016 election. What did you winning the 2016 election do? Donald Trump won in 2016. Cool. What did it do? You still got locked down. They still printed trillions of dollars. Pfizer still made a cash cow. Trump still hired pharmacy executives to run the government. They don't care. Your vote doesn't matter, not because of 2020, but because it doesn't even matter when your guy wins because your guy isn't really your guy. I mean, if, if people don't want to look at it that way, I don't know what to tell them. It's like, you know, have fun pretending or something, you know, eventually you'll come to that conclusion. And the solution for those who get upset at that is like the solution is you figuring this out. Once you figure it out, they can't play that card anymore. But it, until you figure it out, you're going to bounce back and forth between characters. Who do I love Vivek? I love Vivek. Anomaly, you're such a hater. I love DeSantis. You know, it's like, oh, Obama's going to save me. He's so cool. He likes Kendrick. It's like they're going to keep playing this game if you if you put that much stake in a politician 
who's pretty much just like a professional middleman who's there to be cool or not rock the boat until people figure out that they're not who they say they are. And then they put in the next character. It's going to happen for the next 300 years until people figure it out. And then we can be like, all right, well, you know, people like RFK or others that are like, all right, it doesn't even matter who, who wins. You know, the same industry still controls the FDA and the HHS. I'm not saying he would necessarily fix it, but he's right about that stuff. And, you know, he's been talking about it for years. It's like that's closer to reality than being like, oh, the China virus and the Wuhan. It's it's, it's China. It's like, sure, I'm not saying China is innocent, but like who was funding the, the Wuhan lab? Was America funding it? If you think it came from there, it's like. The, the the politicians in America, it was Biden and it was China. It's like your government was funding that lab. Are you going to take any account? Well, no. And then China, like everyone just blames each other. It's like that Spider-Man meme where everybody points at each other and then no, no one ever has to take accountability. It's pretty wild. That's my opinion. Sorry if it's not popular. Maybe I'll have something more popular to say later this week. Let me know in the comment section, regardless what you think. God bless you. Dream Rare Podcast. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening. Check out the link in the bio if you want to see the sponsor. I appreciate them.